it's you. Not sure I'm enjoying all the attention you're lavishing on me these days. Figure there's gotta be some reason you're back haunting my shadow. To tell you the truth, this existence, whatever you call it, I was so excited for it at first. You know, the whole apocalypse thing and all that. The real truth is, it's one hell of a bore, man. <laughs> one hell of a bore. See, my kids and I spend our days shambling from place to place, hoping we stumble onto some poor pulse-having son of a bitch, like that family back in Virginia. Remember them? <laughs> Speaking of, they joined the pack, too. Not that they had much of a choice. Poor unfortunate souls. Fuck. You know, had a lot of time to think about what it's like to be dead. And you know what's one thing I realized I missed the most about being alive? Do you know what I actually miss? It's not the pillaging, the killing, the survival. I mean, sure, I miss it, but there's one thing. I'd kill for a cigarette. Do you know when the last time I had a cigarette was? I don't even know when the last time I had a cigarette was. And I'd kill for one right now. That might not be all that surprising seeing as I'd kill for just about any reason these days. Ooh, there's a fire on me for it. Some black coffee-fueled, ever-waking, unwavering, nihilistic spirit. That zombie blood's still burning hot. So when I say I'd murder a motherfucker for a taste of that good smoky death in my lungs, I want you to know that I'd kill God to get it. And if you're him, if you're he, almighty, that is, then I'd probably watch my step if I were you. Oh, you mean that static cloud up there? I think you're giving it too much credit. If I were a gambling woman, and I am, I'd wager our cloud friend up there is something of a gambler. Well, hot damn. Just who in the fancy flying fuck are you? Someone who knows how to make an entrance. Mind you, I did drive all night to make said entrance. Unfortunately, I did run out of fuel. What are you gonna do, right? Seems I got as far as I needed to go, though. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Thought I'd catch up with your horde, cut you off before you wander too far. The original plan, if you can believe it, was just to follow you around for a little while. I didn't expect too much, so... You can imagine my surprise, hearing a bunch of self-important rambling at the head of this lot, just drifting in on the morning breeze. It didn't even occur to me that zombies might have leaders. Handsome ones at that. Seems like I've been missing out. <laughs> well, shucks, ain't this a pleasant surprise. You know, tr truth be told, I hadn't had a proper conversation in an age, so this is a treat for me. They all usually begin and end with the same tired old screaming and rah! <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get to that in a bit. So, why don't you tell me, before I go ahead and rip you out of that car, get to pulling out your pretty pink intestines, how the hell are you hearing me? Cause I'm dying to know. Yeah, you know. That's a mutant thing. Half-zombie? 
You'd probably have heard of us if you didn't dive right into tearing people apart all willy-nilly. No sense of talent or artistry among you lot. Oh, well, if you must know, it's the reason why your family back there isn't salivating at the sight of me. I've got bad blood, far as I can tell. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, I met a couple of you freaks back in the old days. Back when I was still raiding. Still breathing air. Feels like a lifetime ago. Suppose it was. Besides, as I was going to say, you don't want to kill me, rambling man. Oh, yeah? Seems to me like that's a hell of an assumption to make. Who said I was going to kill you? You make it sound like that I'd want to. It, it, it's almost as if you're dangerous enough that somebody would want to. So how about you go ahead and enlighten me as to exactly why I shouldn't kill you right now, Grey Lady. And make it convincing. My blood's still boiling. It'd be a waste. You're a smart man. Or at least you seem to be. I mean, we could be friends. With benefits. Big benefits. Care for a cigarette? Uh, oh, oh. Oh, hell yeah, I do. More than anything. Yeah, me too. <sighs> Don't play with me now, girl. I wouldn't dream of it, sweetheart. Go ahead. Take as long as you like. God, I needed that. Oh, aren't you just an angel? You, um... You said back there that you think that thing flowing around, listening? You called it a gambler. Making wagers. Taking up the size of us. Watching our crimes and placing bets. Yeah. Against what odds do you think? You tell me, darling. I guess we'll find out. That is, as long as you offer me more than a little cigarette. Oh. Are we negotiating? I think we might be. I like that. If I were to gamble on my own behalf, assess a need, I'd say that you need a compass. And, uh, what makes you think that? Word around the wasteland is that your horde travels in straight lines. Backtracks on occasion. Seems like they're not following any script or playbook. Now, this is just between you and me, so... Tell me. You don't have the slightest idea of where you're going, do you? The only reason why I knew we were in Virginia is I walked over a damn sign. Overgrown, toppled down on a bush, barely saw it. If I never did, I would have never figured. Had no idea if there were any settlements back there. If I missed any fun. You know, this whole thing, not being able to properly control your body. Do you have any idea how fucking infuriating that is? 
Just doing your best to steer yourself in a direction, going another. Like a ship without a bearing. You need a map. I could be that for you. Could you? Our guide, our benevolent, good-intentioned shepherd. Taking us through the wilderness on a grand old tour of the apocalypse. One last great trip for everyone, is that it? Is that about the gist of it? Oh, something along those lines. And what do you get for it? I'm thinking it's not for the pleasure of our unwashed company. As much as I could help that. My family back there is a little too ill-mannered for a lady like you. Besides, I see something in your eyes. I know a predator when I see one. I know somebody who's hungry. Except you're no wolf. No, no, no. You're some kind of snake. Or a spider. Go on and tell me. What's in it for you, Grey Lady? What's Mama Spider want most? Everything else. Everything I'm owed. I'll show you how to get there. Where you want to go. I'll give you your targets on a silver fucking platter. You can do whatever you want to them. As long as I get their shit. All of it. I want to roll around in money and gems and jewels. I want to know what gold feels like on my skin. And I'm willing to make a deal with the devil to get it. Well then, you've come to the right crossroad. I do say, you play a damn fine fiddle too. Now be a dear and share that little death stick again, would you? I need a second to think this over. <laughs> My thanks. Now let me see if I got this right. You drag us along with you, point us towards a good party, and all you want for it is what's left behind. No. I don't just want it. I want to enjoy it. Only when I'm done. Only when I've drained every bit of marrow from the bone. Only then we can move on to find the next kingdom to conquer. Oh, and one more thing. Don't ever call me a spider. Ever again. Something got in that head of yours once, didn't it? Twisted you all up inside. If you ain't a spider, I do wonder what you are. All right. All right. Okay. I like it. Sounds like one hell of a time. You got yourself a deal. I'd shake your hand if I had proper control of my appendages, so I'll settle for your name. Morgan. Morgan Sosa. Pleased to meet you, Morgan Sosa. I'm Richter. It's good to have you aboard. Now, if you've got your shit together, we could get on going. Cause we got some big misery to visit on this shithole of a wasteland. Oh, goddamn!
I haven't been this excited in years. <laughs> in years, I tell you! Salsa shark. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Man goes into cage. Cage goes into salsa. Sharks in the salsa. Clerks. What? Huh? You lifted that from clerks. Remember, I'm old, hun. Was old even before the apocalypse happened. She does it every time she eats anything she dips in that blasted salsa, Miss Melanie. Which is, to my witness, 622 times during the span of my servitude. Without fail, every single time. This is my life now. Billy! Have... Have I really done the salsa shark routine that many times? I mean... That's got to be an exaggeration, right? My calculation is accurate. To the number, I'm afraid. Brutal. Not to incriminate myself, but I think that Salsa Shark might actually be my fault. Oh? Do tell. Eh, not much of a story there. Years ago, before Golden Gate fell, they were offloading a bunch of shit from the cultural archives. Most of it was either junk or material that was deemed unsuitable for their audience. Which was pretty rich for anyone who saw through the whole Americana fetish their founders infected the wasteland with. Most people who lived there were alright. The ones that didn't drink the Kool-Aid, that is. Just trying to get by under a weirdly oppressive culture. As long as they took what the council was pushing, they got to dabble in all kinds of late-stage, before-time stuff. Anyway, they drew the line at Kevin Smith, I guess. Couldn't bring themselves to destroy perfectly serviceable old-world relics, though. Even if those tapes killed brain cells. Their words, not mine, so... Uh, like most things with nowhere to go, those flicks ended up in Junktown. Wow. Everyone's a critic. Whatever. I liked it. No accounting for taste, I suppose. Come on, Bill. She can afford to kill a few brain cells. Seriously, though, I didn't think those old tapes were still around these days. If you would have told someone that DVDs and even VHSs were still around in 2232, I don't know. I'm sure it defies scientific explanation. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Laugh it up, you two. Ashley sucks and does the same joke 600 and something times, wasting away watching dumb movies with her big old brain. I'm just gonna eat my salsa in silence, then. You no fun having asses don't even deserve the salsa shark. Pesados. We'll find a way to go on, I assure you. Thankfully, I have the passing of the Arizona landscape to keep me company. I must say, this new view is preferable to being face down in the seat cushion. You're welcome. Miss Melanie, if you'd indulge my idle curiosity for a moment, is this the same route you used to take? when you facilitated trade relations between Junktown and Golden Gate. The same. Had to be careful to thread the needle between kill zones. 
Used to have markers everywhere. Fortunately, I did it enough times that I know the trip by heart, even after all these years. It's a good thing kill zones don't change. You know, I think I mentioned it before, but I used to meet this guy out here. Council lackey type. Liked to sound important and made damn sure you knew it too. What a real pair of dick shoes he was. Not to mention, to add insult to injury, he also did that weird Golden Gate voice they all did. You know the one, some people still do it. Oh dear, you're so very, very wrong. You would have received a long sounding of the big red buzzer for an answer like that, mutant scum. I'm a doctor, by the way. Fucking intolerable. <laughs> Imagine being an actual asshole, day in, day out. A real all-year-round kind of cockhead. Dealing with that dude never got any better either. Or any easier. Was worth putting up with, though, for everyone's sake. Hard truth is, things were a lot better for Junktown when Golden Gate was still there. Good food was a lot easier to get, for one. If I've learned anything from living through an apocalypse, it's that any neighbor is better than no neighbor at all, even if they're bad ones. It's easier to trade with a bunch of bigots than it is to see a family starving. Can't imagine living life on that side of the fence, though. For all their freedom talk, they had a lot of really dumbass rules. Better than living like a raider, though, I guess. Those raiders being one of the few exceptions to the bad neighbor rule, I imagine. Now, I'm not too sure if people that kill each other for fun and profit are actually people anymore, Billy. Don't imagine they're all that keen on trading anything but bullets. Ain't that the truth? This stretch is lousy with their kind, too. You'd think they would have moved on over the last 50 years. Unfortunately, if you figured that, then you figured wrong. Dead wrong. Why didn't they? Move on, I mean. Eh, slim pickings are also better than none at all. California is full of what I call Mardi Gras communities. Little spots that pop up for a flash before disappearing in a puff of smoke, trying to make the best of things. Most of them are farmers that set up until they get big enough to rob. Raiders out here are desperate enough these days that they'll eat the little fish that are better off thrown back. It's another one of those things I miss about the city on the bridge. Golden Gate used to keep at least a chunk of California safe. <laughs> now it's a fucking free-for-all. Depressing. Maybe... Maybe if we find a way to talk to the zombies... Well, maybe we could ask them to move out? Let some new people live there? Bring Golden Gate back. I mean, it's so weird anyway, isn't it? Who ever heard of a zombie horde that stayed put? There's gotta be a reason, right? I don't know. Maybe they got stuck up there or something. It's really creepy shit. Some traders tell stories about them walking around up there like regular people, but so not regular, you know? Can't believe we're actually going there. Yeah. Miss Ashley, Miss Melanie, I believe we might have a problem. You got eyes on something, Billy? I'm not certain. Does that look like a moving dust cloud there behind us in the distance? Mm, I can't... I can't make it out. Dame un segundo. Oh, do be careful, Miss Ashley. Don't worry, she's got this. She's wiry. Mm-hmm. See anything? Not sure. There's a lot of wind. Lots of dust in the air. Pretty hard to tell. Uh, to the west-ish. Uh, nearly three o'clock. 
Mierda, mierda, he's right. He's right, Mel. Looks like multiple bandits incoming. Does this thing go any faster? Not by much. All right, hotshot. Get back in here already. <sighs> Good eyes, you two. I'd say you just saved our asses. We're not out of the frying pan yet. What do you propose? Well, we're not going to outrun them. Raiders ride junk, but usually it's pretty loud, fast junk. A lot faster than my old girl here. If Ash takes the wheel, I can probably take out a few of them before they're on us. If they're running lean, that might be enough, but I'm not counting on it. Not that lucky. Well, now that doesn't sound encouraging, does it? <laughs> my thoughts exactly. What about the kill zone? X fucking cues me? Hear me out! You said they were loud, right? If they follow us in, then we're going to see some red tails come out to meet us. They'll be on their asses in no time. And ours? We're not exactly low profile, Ash. Maybe not. When we were breaking down the code we got from the Flamingo, Billy was able to do some basic communication with them. True. Unfortunately, as you well know, it didn't translate to any sort of control that might help us here. Mostly queries, red light, green light level communication. To communicate, you had to pretend you were one of them, though, right? It was more crude than that, but yes, I suppose. Enough that we were able to get away with a passing acknowledgement, but I'm afraid it wouldn't hold up to any scrutiny. I don't think it has to. We're not looking to trick them into thinking we're a robot or something, but maybe we can help them pick targets? You can do that? Yes. I believe I might. The Red Tail is an evolution of the traditional hunter-killer. Humans use these units to identify key strategic parties on a battlefield and eliminate priority targets. We won't be able to obfuscate ourselves, but we might be able to spoof them into targeting the raiders before us. And just maybe give us enough time to loop around and get the hell out of the kill zone before they start looking for secondary targets. You're a fucking genius! Both of you. Genius I. The plural of the word genius is absolutely not genius I. Uh, is this a good time for a lecture? Dale, Billy, correct us more. What I really love before a life or death situation is to argue semantics about our stupid word. I'm just saying. Oh, I take it back. You two ready? <laughs> Would it make a difference if we weren't? Not at all. Buckle up, Ash. This is gonna suck. Big time. <laughs> Listener, ain't it good to see you? We're giving Hannah and Callie a little space after last episode, and it looks like that was for the best. If only we could let them know about the unholy union that was brewing between Richter and Morgan, somewhere out there in the wild wasteland. Never mind the situation our Junktown friends have found themselves in. We promise to get back to Zombieville soon, but not before making a quick stop to the war zone over in Texas. It's death rally season, you see, and we'd hate to miss it, especially since it'll be your first. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know about the new merch that hit our shop. It's been... A little while since we sat down and made some new designs at both our Etsy shop and our T Public storefront have some new stuff. Notably, a really cool minimalist movie style poster for season two and a few new t shirt designs. 
if you're at all interested in checking out what they look like or getting something for yourself, head on over to redfathom.com and look for our new merch button at the top of the page. That'll take you safely to either one of our shops. Now, in the effort to keep this short and sweet, let's go ahead and roll the credits. An Apocalypse is written and produced by Red Fathom Entertainment and is a proud member of the Fable and Folly Network. This episode is brought to you by the talents of our wonderful casting crew, all of which can be found in the show notes as well as our official webpage by typing redfathom.com backslash hanapocalypse into your browser. We'd love it if you stop by and fix us up with a follow on social media. The music featured in our outro and throughout the series has been provided by Velvet Moon and Argle Bargle Studios. You can find us in the wasteland that is Twitter as at Hanapoctical, Instagram as Red Fathom, and the new frontier that is Blue Sky as at RedFathom.com. If you like what you hear so far and would like to support the show as well as other future productions like it, you can find us on Patreon at Patreon.com backslash Red Fathom. Patreon is, of course, a service that allows you to pitch us a couple of bucks on a monthly basis in exchange for some extra material and content. This includes ad-free early releases, behind-the-scenes info on all Red Fathom projects, and even a semi-monthly lore show where we deep-dive into some world-building stuff. Every dollar goes to paying our talent and improving the show, helping us bring stories like this one out of post-apocalyptia and straight into your ear holes. Enough of that, though. Until next time, listener. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In June of 2020, an amateur podcaster disappeared from the Carson National Forest while searching for the legendary Finn treasure. But he was adamant that he was onto something big. He was obsessed. He showed her some hand-drawn map to a treasure out in northern New Mexico. The subjective truth is part treasure hunt, part paranormal docudrama. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson... Back at home, I placed the box on the counter, and I just stared at it for a while. You'd never be able to guess its social impact on the human race by looking at its simplistic design. UFOs, ghosts, reincarnation, and liars. This is The Subjective Truth. Subscribe now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.